Welcome to the Ambitious Leader Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss things that will make you more effective at work by focusing on your personal development. The host of this show is Dennis Fredericks, and we're ready to go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back in a new episode of the Ambitious Leader Podcast. In this episode, we will discuss the methodology of creating successful habits, so habits that last. And if you listened to the previous episodes, then you already know that beside this podcast, there is also the Ambitious Leader Community, which is a free Facebook group and is is an ideal place where we can discuss the things that I put out, not only with me, but you can also discuss it with the other members of the community. And I don't put out only this podcast and the community. There's also a lot of other content, my weekly blog posts that you can find on the Facebook page. There's, of course, the website of The Happiness Factory, thehappinessfactory.be. And I put out a lot of content to inspire you so you can grow. But perhaps you're wondering, who is that guy that puts out all that content? Well, before we dive in completely into that methodology of creating habits, I will first introduce myself and then I will go on with explaining in depth how you can create habits that last. Well, I'm Dennis Fredericks from The Happiness Factory. I'm a dad of four adorable kids. I love sports and especially running. Uh, Earlier this year, I finished my second marathon. From education, I'm an engineer, but I was always a bit of a a weird engineer in the sense that I was very people-focused. And that people focus um, reached its its top in 2006, where I went for my degree of master coach. And I fully used that degree of master coach because since 2011, I founded the Happiness Factory. And within the Happiness Factory, I am a coach, but I rather like to call me a clarity creator because the word coach is a bit of a vague term, of course. Now, the happiness factory, what does the happiness factory do? Well, it all starts with a big vision, a big vision of that I want to change the world, or at least that I want to influence the world. And the way how I want to influence it is that I want to create more freedom in the world, because I believe that if you are truly free, then you can also be truly happy. And with freedom, I mean freedom of worries, free of financial trouble, free to be where you want to be, to do what you want to do and what you like to do, free to choose whatever career path that you want to choose, free to combine that professional life and that private life. So actually a world where profit, people, purpose are going hand in hand, Now, to create that big vision, I go completely back to the smallest thing that you can go, and that's one individual. I guide that one individual to become more effective and more efficient in what he or she does, so that that person can have an influence on others. And because one person is mostly also working in a company, He or she doesn't only have an influence on other people, but 
they also have an influence on the company. And if the people change, if the companies change, then eventually the world change. So to summarize that in one sentence, I can say that I help ambitious leaders to realize more in an easier way. And that has two components. The first component is about the input side, the efficiency, making sure that you spend less time on doing the things that you do. And that has a lot to do about simplification of your work, perhaps even automation or semi-automation of your own work processes. The other side is the output side, and that is about effectiveness. So making sure that you become better in what you do and that you can generate a bigger impact because that impact on other people, on your company, will eventually influence the world. Now, that is who I am. That is what the Happiness Factory does. And then, of course, the big question for now is why is it actually important to talk about routines and habits? Well, we've gone all through it. We all know that. There is that moment where you have insights, where you have brilliant ideas, where the champagne is flowing, where you are excited, where you're really safe. I'm going to do this and I'm going to change this. For example, at New Year or something eh, with a new start, and you say from, from now on, I'm going to run three times a week. Very good, very good resolution. And it's not only for New Year, it happens a lot of times. Uh, for example, if you finish a training or a coaching program and you have a lot of new insights and you want to be sure that you can, that you can use them and that you can implement them on a daily basis, well, then you make those resolutions and then the thing that happens, like the most of us know, nothing. Nothing happens. Or perhaps in the beginning, a few things happen, but after a few weeks, everything is back to normal. Well, that is one of the problems why we need to talk about routines and habits. Because how can you make sure that if you want to change something, if you want to evolve for yourself, for yourself, if you want to make progress on a certain insight, if you want to boost a certain behavior, how can we make sure that you can maintain that resolution or that idea that you had? That's the first scenario. The second scenario, you can look at it as a battery. Science has proved that in ourselves, in our bodies, we only have a certain amount of willpower and a certain amount of thinking power. So each time you have to make a decision and each time you have to force yourself to do something, so a bit the discipline part of it, that battery is draining a little bit. And at the end of the day, when you made a lot of decisions and you answered a lot of questions, then that battery is completely empty. And then it becomes very hard to do something extra or to force yourself to go some in, in a new direction. Like, for example, if you say, oh, I want to run three times a week and you already spent all that thinking power or that willpower on less important things, then you will just not have that willpower anymore to go for that run. So that is the second scenario. If we can make sure that we actually automate a bit of your behaviors so that we create routines and habits for yourself 
so that you don't waste your willpower or thinking power battery on those easy simple things then the battery has still enough charge to spend on the good things or on the important things so that's the second scenario why it's important to talk about those routines and habits and like I mentioned earlier, my target group are the ambitious leaders. So people who really want to change something, who have a dream, who want to go for something. Well, then those two scenarios are very important. The first one, of course, if you want to change something, yeah, then it's a good way to maintain that change. And if you are a leader, then probably you also have to answer a lot of questions and you also have to think a lot. So then it's also a good idea to not waste your willpower and your thinking power on those easy things. Now, what will you get out of this session if you stay here with me? Well, I promise you that we will go over a structure very detailed to make sure that you know how to build those routines and habits so you can overcome those two scenarios that i just mentioned and that you can build your own habits right away after the session in a good way that they sustain and that they keep working like they should work so not that you create a resolution for yourself and then just nothing happens okay now perhaps you question why i am authorized to talk about these habits well to be honest everybody of course is authorized to talk about habits but i've got a bit of an experience there like i mentioned i'm offering one-on-one -on -one coachings for ambitious leaders who wants to reach more in an easier way and those programs they take a lot of time and we do a lot of things in there we work six months nine months or 12 months together and at the end of each program i make sure that everybody creates a summary and the summary is a bit content wise so that they summarize what was important uh, what they want to maintain and in that maintaining there is also the important part that is actually creating habits because they gain a lot of insights they gain a lot of new behaviors that they know that are helping them and then of course they want to be sure that they don't fade away after that coaching program so each time i finish a coaching program with someone i make sure that we create the right habits that it can sustain and that it can keep evolving in the future now of course there is a methodology for that and i will go over that methodology together with you step by step so you can also start making your own habits in a way that they sustain and that you are sure that for the future you are safe that you can still do that behavior that you want to maintain. Now, let's start. The first step in creating good habits is knowing why you are doing the things that you want to do. It's all about being very clear about why you want that habit or why you want to maintain that behavior. And in many cases, when we talk about the why or setting uh, an expectation for yourself, it's actually like goal setting. And in many cases, goal setting is referred to smart goal setting. 
so that you have to make your goals smart. Well, I'm going to change that here. And especially here in the context of creating habits. In creating habits, I don't want to talk about smart goals. I rather would like to speak about dump goals. Now, what are dump goals? The letters of dump, they stand for something. Dump means that they are dream-driven, that they are uplifting, that they are meaningful, and that they are behavior-driven. Now, what does that mean? First of all, if you want to change your habits, which is not very easy, or if you want to create new habits, it's also not very easy because you have to maintain something. No matter what situation you are in, you still have to maintain it. So it's a very hard thing to install for yourself. Well, then it needs to be dream-driven. You need to be very sure that you want to reach that. And the uplifting part is related to that. Because if it's dream-driven, then it also can give you energy. And that's great, because that energy is exactly what you need to create that habit. Then if we switch to the M, the meaningful part, well, then science has discovered that it's more meaningful to you when you create a goal or create a why of a habit if you do not relate to yourself, but if you relate to other people. So don't think what that habit can do for you, but think about what that habit can do for other people. An example. Imagine that you want to get up early each day. You want to get up at five o'clock in the morning or something. Um, that's a nice habit. That's a good why. And then you can think for yourself, yeah, what can it do for me? Well, I have more time. And with that time, I can spend on my personal development, for example. That's nice, but you will be more motivated if you think what that habit can do for other people. For example, if you want to spend that time, to, if you get up early uh, on your personal development, then who will benefit from that personal development? And if you keep those people in mind when you are working on your habit, then you are more motivated to really get into that habit, or in this example, to get out of bed and do it each day again. Because when it's only for yourself, we as humans, we have a tendency to normalize things very quickly. So then the alarm clock rings at five o'clock in the morning and you say to yourself, oh, not today. But if you think about what that habit can do for others, then it can bring you even more motivation to actually do it. And then the last one, the B, is about behavior driven. That means uh, make it very tangible. Which behavior do you need to show to create that habit? So exactly what do you need to do? Now that M and that B will also come back in, in other steps. So the first step is knowing a very short for yourself from I want to create a habit, I want to change something. Well, why? Why do you want to change it? Why do you want to have that result? If you made that resolution for yourself, I want to go for a run three times a week. Why do you want to go for that run? 
What is the result? What is the goal? What is the, the advantage for you? And make sure that it's dream-driven, uplifting, meaningful, and behavior-driven. Now, if you have that why, then we can go on to step two. And step two is the trigger, which triggers the exact moment where you have to do something. And it can trigger an old habit, but it can also trigger the new behavior. And it's very important to know exactly what is that trigger. Let me give you an example. You are in a meeting and you know that there is a certain person in that, in that meeting also participating and he has a tendency to attack you in a certain way. And when he does that, uh, you feel attacked and you have an immediate reaction to it. And that has escalated a few times in the past. Well, then describe very precisely what that trigger is. What makes you feel attacked? What is that person exactly doing so you feel attacked? What is that person exactly saying so you react in a certain way? And if you can describe that trigger very clearly, then you know exactly this is the moment where normally an old habit would start, but now I choose this moment to go into another direction. And the better you can describe that one specific moment, the better you can be attentive to activate your new behavior. And if you do that, then it's very easy to go to the next step, the third step, and that is to make that first step. So in the, in the second step, you make the, um, the trigger. You, so you described it very precisely from this is the exact moment where something needs to happen. And then don't think about the big things that needs to happen or don't think about the entire habit that needs to happen. No, only think and very precisely describe what needs to happen in the first 60 seconds after that trigger. And if you can come through that first 60 seconds, then you're away and then everything else will follow. Again, an example. You want to go for a run, but it's bad weather outside. You don't feel very energized. So you don't have really the feeling of from, okay, well, I don't want to go today. Well, then there is that trigger. What is the trigger? The trigger could be that you describe for yourself from each day, I will go at six o'clock in the evening, I will go for that run. The trigger comes, point, it's six o'clock in the evening. Then what are the first 60 seconds that you need to go through? And for example, to go for a run, it can be very easily putting on your shoes, going outside. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to wonder about. And if you can do that, then probably you're standing there outside with your shoes on, probably you will go for the run. And that's actually a very important step to make sure what is that trigger. And if that trigger arrives, then what are my first 60 seconds? Another example, you want to get out of bed very early in the morning. The alarm clock rings. What are your first 60 seconds that you do? 
and you only have to force yourself into those first 60 seconds. And if you get through those first 60 seconds, then you're up and running. Those first 60 seconds, they also call it the Pringles principle. And why do they call it the Pringles principle? Well, because there's one thing that never happens with those Pringles chips. If you take out the tube and you open up the box, you take out one, you taste it, the smell is there, the taste is there. Probably you will not stop with one and put it back. Probably you will take another one and perhaps even a third, a fourth, or you will eat the entire box. And that's exactly what you need to do with those habits too. Use that Pringles principle to make sure that you take out the first one and the rest will follow. If you go through those first three steps, so the why, the triggers and the first 60 seconds, you installed the basis of your habit. And it's already a very solid basis. But you are not ready there. Because if it would only be that, then it would be very easy. Unfortunately, installing habits and making sure that it are habits that last, that's not so easy. So there is a fourth and even a fifth step. Now, what is the fourth step? The fourth step is deep practice. It's all about repetition. If you want to create a habit, if you really want to install a behavior that you can do with your eyes closed without thinking, then it's all about repetition. It's about like programming your own mind that you don't have to think about it anymore, that it becomes an automation for yourself. And the best way to do or to have that deep practice is to split it up into pieces. So don't think about everything that you need to do only think about certain steps that will follow each other and then perhaps you will see if you repeat them often enough and perhaps you will notice that there is for example one step where you see from hi that's that's a very difficult step for me well then the deep practice is really aimed on that one step that is really difficult for you. Because if you keep practicing everything, yeah, then you will not really progress. But if you focus all your attention on that one step that is very hard for you, then you can really make progress. Look at it like rock climbing. If you're climbing a rock and you're following a route, then probably there will be some steps in that route that are hard to take. And then you can focus on that one phase first. And you know from, okay, I tried the route and now I'm stuck here. So I'm going to focus all my energy on that. I'm going to practice it. Instead of always starting from the bottom, going up, going to that point where you feel stuck, feeling stuck, going back down, starting up again, then you're not making progress. But if you focus on that one problem, then you can do something with that problem. And then you can start to play with that problem. You can make it faster. You can go, you can try to go faster through it. Or you can just make it slower and do it very slow. Um, you can make it bigger. You can make it smaller. You can do it upside down. It, it doesn't matter. But 
it's all about repetition it's all about automation and the more you can play with different steps the more it is automated in yourself we also see that when uh, when people are trying to learn to play music uh, if you go through a piece of music and you always start at the beginning and you always want to play the entire part then you will not make a lot of progress but if you play it once and then you notice from okay this and that are the, the hard parts and then you focus your training energy on those parts you automate them you play them faster you play them slower uh, you play them with a high voice you play them with a low voice you do whatever stuff with it then it's completely into your fingers it's completely a habit for you and then you can play the entire part and the hard part of it will also be easy then now with that repetition there is a bit the rule of thumb that says from that you need to go for a thousand repetitions before you can really say that you master the subject if it's not about repetitions then it's also in hours and for a strange way they also talk about a uh, thousand hours before you can go to really the mastery of something now i think it's not really scientifically based that it's thousand thousand repetitions good repetitions or thousand hours but indeed it indicates that it needs to happen a lot a lot of repetition a lot of going through those steps and that is deep practice and that automation of your brain is actually creating that habit and that's where those first steps are also very important because if you need to go through it a thousand times then be sure that you need to have a very strong why that you need to motivate yourself with that dumb goal each time again from why am i doing this okay for this and this and this and it motivates me and then i can go for the the 900th time through it um, and it's also important to be very precise about that trigger and to be very precise about those first 60 seconds now i talk about dividing it in pieces perhaps you think from okay that's easy with a piece of music but you cannot divide everything in pieces well you can perhaps you need to be a bit creative with it but i'm sure you can for example if you want to give better feedback to somebody then you can focus on the entire process of giving feedback but you can also divide it into chunks where you really focus on a specific part of giving that feedback which is hard for you for example uh, the closing part of giving feedback and to make sure that the feedback is translated into an action that can be a part of giving feedback that's not about the entire process of giving feedback. It's not about opening the conversation. It's not about the actual giving of the feedback. It's not about creating the space that the feedback can land. No, it's really about that closure part. So even in more managerial things, you can even divide those things into pieces and focus on those pieces that are hard for you. And then the last step, in building good habits that is plan b you can be sure that things will go wrong and you don't need to be angry for it you don't need to be hard on it for yourself 
it's just human. You are trying to go for something, you're trying to change something, and there will be days where it doesn't work. There will be days where you try very hard and you fail. And that's all okay. And it's not a matter whether you will fail or not. You will fail, but it's all a matter of if you fail and when you fail, how can you get back on track? So be sure that you create a plan B. Be sure that you know how to get on track again. If you want to get up early each day, there will be a day when you oversleep yourself. And that's not a bad thing. You only need to be sure from what can I do for myself so that tomorrow I can be back on track and be back in my habit. The big challenge there for yourself is to be mindful with yourself and to be compassionate for yourself. Things will go wrong, things will fail, and that's completely okay. And you have your backup plan if you created the habit in a good way. So you can trust that backup plan and you can immediately be back on track. Now, that are the five steps of creating good habits. And if you follow those steps, then I can guarantee you that if you repeat them often enough, because there is a lot of success in that repetition, if you repeat them often enough, that you will be successful in that habit. Now, so if you do it, then you're ready. And it sounds all very easy. It are only five steps. It's a very easy methodology to go through. You just have to follow it. You just have to create those things. But the devil is in the detail. Once you start doing it, you will discover where it is hard. And that hard part is different for everybody. Perhaps you find it very hard for yourself to identify that trigger or to find that precise trigger where you normally would fall into an old behavior or where you now can start a new behavior. Perhaps that why is not appealing enough to you and it doesn't really motivate you to get through it. Perhaps it's not easy to keep your focus during that repetition and that you lose your focus and, and try to tend to do something else. It's all different for everybody, but I can be sure that there will be a hard part in it somewhere for you. And if you discover where that hard part is, that's actually good news because then you can start to focus on it. And it's hard to do it for yourself to focus on it when you discover there is a hard part in it. And then is perhaps a good moment to step towards somebody, a sparring partner, a good friend, perhaps even a professional coach like me that can help you in getting unstuck on that one specific part of creating that habit. So I would say go out, practice with the habits and if you discover where it is hard, then please come back to me and then I have something for you. I can offer you a free clarity session. And in such a clarity session, we are going to focus on those things that matter most for you. 
on your values, on your beliefs, your goals, your dreams that you want to create, the habits that you want to create, that specific thing of the habit creation that is very hard for you. And then we can really dive into it. We can really uh, analyze it to see what is going on. And then we can find those hidden obstacles, the hidden obstacles that are blocking you from really realizing the thing that you want to realize. And eventually, it's, of course, your goal and your dream that you want to realize. The habits are a way to get to that goal or dream. Um, and if there are hidden obstacles, then it's very good that we can identify them. Because once we can identify them, we can create actions to surmount them. And that's how we end such a clarity session. We end it powerfully by creating an action plan. We create actions for you that you can take immediately so that once you step out of that clarity session, you can you know immediately what to do. We also create actions that you can take up later for yourself. And we will also discover actions that you can take up, but where you probably need some good support from somebody else to get through it. And if you do that in such a 90-minute clarity session, we will clarify that situation, we will identify those hidden obstacles, we will create action plans so you can make progress. And of course, we will see if there is a way on how we can help each other in that. If you're interested in uh, such a clarity session, then please go to the website. It's www.thehappinessfactory.be forward slash ENG from English in capital letters. Um, for the English version of the site. If you are on the site, then in the right upper corner, there is a navigation link that says work with me. And then you go to the work with me page where you can read everything about how it is to work with me. You can also discover there what the advantages are, what you can overcome, uh, how I work. You can also read some, some client testimonials and some stories of clients so that you know exactly what they struggled with and perhaps you recognize yourself into that and there you can also request that free clarity session if you're very interested in it and you don't want that extra explanation and you want immediately go for that clarity session well be sure that i block out some time every week to have a conversation with you you just need to go to the website to www.thehappinessfactory.be forward slash booking and there you can immediately book a conversation with me. I'm very interested to, uh, to see who wants to take up that conversation. And I'm very interested to have that conversation about that creation of habits. Now, that's all for now. You would do me a lot or a big favor if you comment your most valuable insight and as I mentioned before, you can also go to the Ambitious Leader Community. It's a free Facebook group where we can discuss the content of these things more in person, more in depth. And there's also the podcast, the Ambitious Leader podcast, where you can also find a lot of inspiration. And then there is, of course, the social media. I'm on Facebook, I'm Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, I also have my email address, my phone number. It's all here on this space, page. So there are opportunities enough to get in contact with each other and have that conversation about how you can achieve more in an easier way.
Now, before I close down the show completely, there's one last thing that I wanted to explain to you, because if you listened carefully, then you probably noticed that I used the words habits and routines throughout each other. Now, a question could be, is there a difference between a habit and a routine? Well, for me, the difference is that a routine is something that you installed, like some sort of a, a stepping plan that you can go through without thinking too much, or the routine pulls you through by itself. And that frees up some energy because you don't have to think about the different steps. It's, it's created upfront. You can just do it, but you still have to force yourself a bit to get through it. A habit is actually the next step of a routine. So if that routine, if you do it often enough, then you don't even have to think about it anymore. You don't even have to force yourself about it anymore. And then the routine can become a habit. So it is a bit of the same thing, but perhaps it differs a bit in time. So it all starts with routines and those routines, they can become habits. Well, that was it for now. We explained the entire process of creating good habits, habits that last, habits that create success for you. There are five steps that you can go over. And if you go over them in a consequent way, then I'm very sure that you can create those habits and those routines, those routines first, like I said, so you can be very successful in the things you do. If you have some questions around this topic or some remarks, then feel free to join the Facebook group, The Ambitious Leader Community. That's an ideal place to discuss topics like this, not only with me, but also with members of the community. If you prefer to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, then just reach out to me and don't forget the opportunity to have a clarity session with me. That's it for now. Next week will be a summary episode and the week after I will be back again with a new insightful in-depth topic. So, see you soon. Bye.
intro and outro of this podcast is made with the royalty-free music of bensound.com.